You know, uh, some of you were here last uh, for academic council. I had uh, devotions in March. So this kind of builds on that one. And we, you know, we live in such a changing world. It's changing so fast. Technology is just charging ahead. And with all of this new talk about AI, you know, replacing the need to know how to write and think and make decisions because, you know, it can all be done for you by the computers. Uh, it's it's kind of a scary time. And so I think that's that's probably why I've been thinking about, I was, my, my lesson last month was on the, the no fret formula to not worry about all of this. And uh, remember it was found in Psalm 37 when uh, it talks about trust, delight, committing and resting in God and not to fret and those things helping you not to be, not to fret. But I particularly zeroed in the world on the word delight because um, I want to remember to delight in the Lord and to always be amazed and thankful for his great work in my heart and his, the life he's given me. That's such a, a wonderful life. So I looked up this word delight and I found out that, um, that it's mentioned about 50 times in, in the Bible. So I have plenty of studying ahead of, ahead of me, but I did come to um, Jeremiah 9, 24. And this is kind of, I always have these formulas, you know, the no fret formula. This is the do's and don't, the do's and don'ts of delight. So, and uh, you all know that I'm not a Bible scholar. That's why I'm always so intimidated. But I, I do remember that Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. And he was warning of the death and destruction and that was coming to um, Israel and Judah and because of the sin in their life. And so he lived in a really scary world too, like we do, and, and preached in the middle of all that. So Jeremiah in verses 23, 24 is kind of interesting. I Putting it in context, I read the whole chapter and saw this death and woe and get ready for this destruction and everything. And then right in the middle of it is this beautiful passage. And uh, it says in verses 23 and 24, let not the wise man glory in wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight says the Lord. So I was thinking, you know, back to this word delight and um, my delight, but now this is talking about his delight, God's delight. So the verse tells us what we're not supposed to delight in or glory in, not wisdom, not physical strength, not our education, and not riches. To say it another way, don't think you're big stuff because you're smart, strong, or rich. So then the, it leads to thinking about, well, what should we glory in? What should we delight in? And I don't, I don't pretend to understand God, but I can know him and I can grow in my understanding. So then I thought about marriage. We were talking about it earlier. I've been married for over 50 years now. 
And when we were first married, I hardly realized looking back, I didn't know him at all. And I certainly didn't understand my husband. But in the last 50 years, I've learned a lot of things about him. I've learned about things that he likes and things that he doesn't like, what makes him happy and what makes him filled with sorrow, how he feels about difficult situations that we might go through in life. And so there's all these areas, but there's still some areas that I don't understand my husband, even after all these years. And it's like that with God as well. And my daily walk with God, he teaches me who he is. I learned to understand his character and the way he interacts with human the human race. When I was a new Christian, my life was changed, but I didn't understand much about the way God worked. But as I've been walking with him and, and uh, through the years and facing life, with God at my side, I've, I've grown in understanding through the years. I've, I've watched his footprints in my life and, and seen him showing the loving kindness and judgment and righteousness, the love and patience and protection that God's given me and not only me, but my family and those I love and those I come into contact with. And, and that's sure something to glory in, isn't it? Something to delight in. So when, when prayer's answered, crisis is finished, the trial's overcome, I understand God. I know about his likes and dislikes. I know about what makes him happy and what brings him sorrow. I can sense how he feels in difficult situations that uh, I face, and I'm filled with wonder and delight seeing him work in my life. But it's a lifelong walk that leads to understanding. And there's still things that I don't understand and maybe never will. So in this crazy world, I can delight, I can trust, and I can commit, and I can rest, and I can delight in the Lord. But the thing that I think is more important is that I want him to delight in me. And I want to delight in the things that he delights in and, and understand him. And that's what this scripture is about. So at the end, I told you it would be short. The scripture in Corinthians one thirty one says, He who glories, let him glory in the Lord. 